1: What's up Oscar Slappers? Welcome to Electric Liberty Land. Hope you are slapping your meat to the slaps of the Oscars just like I was doing. Welcome to the show. What just might be the last ever Electric Liberty Land and don't worry I'm not going anywhere but I may be uh launching the new format, the new name, the new music and all that schmeggegi as of next week. So we'll wait and see. You know there's some moving pieces here but Just FYI, this may be the last one ever. So record it. Uh, As I mentioned, you're already slapping your meat to the Oscars. You might as well slap your meat to this last Electric Liberty Land, or uh, or ladies, you know, flick whatever you need to flick there. And uh, you trans folks, uh, you know, whatever mash whatever you need to mash together. I'm open to it all. So. Welcome to the show. Uh, Guys, I wanted to tell you at the top of the show, we are doing a special Patreon slash locals only ask me anything with me, with Mark, with John for the Patreon crew. That's going to be this Friday. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, what is it going to be, April 30th, um, I want you to go on to Patreon, log on in there get in as little as five bucks and you can watch our AMA where you guys can ask us. We'll do it live on Friday. It's going to be April fool's day. So it's our Friday libertarians in living rooms, drinking liquor, April fool's day special. And don't worry. I was joking with Mark and John that we should just have this big promo and tell people to come join for this AMA and then just not do it as a joke. (laughs) But yeah, we're not that cruel. So join up though. It's going to be Friday, 5 p.m. So Friday, happy hour with us. Ask us anything. Again, patreon.com forward slash lions of liberty or lions of locals. Get in there, get all of our exclusive content. We're going to be doing a lot more exclusive content that is absolutely never going to be released to the public, by the way. Um, I feel like we give too much away here. We all do. We're giving too much away. So it's going to be uh, some stuff that's moved behind the paywall here, but don't worry. We'll still be here uh, weekly with our three shows to pleasure your earholes. Speaking of pleasuring earholes, did any of you have your ear holes pleasured by the Oscars? I um, I was actually surprised. I thought the Oscars would be way more woke. And granted, they were very woke. There was some eye rolling moments. There was some real jerk off motions that I was making in the room of, uh, of mostly conservatives. That are, I'm sorry, not like because they're mostly, the, mostly liberals since I live here in Los Angeles. And I will say, though, the writing was better than it's been the last few years. Um, just as a fact, at least to me, the writing was better. There were actually some legitimately funny pieces of comedy in there. I greatly enjoyed, ironically, greatly enjoyed when, um, what was the chick's name? Regina. Let me look it up real quick. Regina something. So it was Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall, who had hosted this. They, a three-headed monster, two of which, well, I guess you could argue really all three of her washed up, although Amy Schumer has some show on Hulu that, I don't think anyone will watch. I can't believe that she's even relevant enough for them to consider her. And she was probably the least funny of the three, which is shocking in its own right. But that being said, Regina Hall had a pretty funny line joking about LeBron James' hairline. Now, that, of course, becomes twice as funny when you have Will Smith slapping Chris Rock in the face because of a joke made about Jada Pinkett Smith's hairline. But we'll get around to that. But it's a little bit ironic because, as I had said, after Will Smith smacked uh, Chris Rock, there were many things said by these women during the course of this broadcast that were far more insulting to far more more people. And of course, nobody got slapped. But before I get to the slap, we'll talk a little bit more about the show itself. Like I said, I mean, I had a hard time really paying full attention to it. My kids were running around. We're at a party. So I tried to watch as much as I could and take some notes. Like I said, the writing I thought was actually better. There were some legitimate laughs in there. I did think that some of the, oh god, I mean, some of the the showboating for political gain for this woke showboating was shocking. For example, I expected all of these asshole celebrities to trot up there and go on and on about Ukraine, right? Which is why this episode is titled "Will Smith Smacked the Wrong People or Slapped the Wrong People at the Oscars" because he did. The people that deserve to be slapped at the Oscars are these stupid-ass celebrities who walk up there and full of confidence and full of passion, at least, well, so we to believe. I mean, they're actors, after all. Who knows? This could be something their publicist told them to do. The organizers of the show might have said, hey, guys, we really want to get behind Ukraine. And of course, the support of Ukraine was even in the program. I mean, there was blanket support for Ukraine with any no questioning of whether or not this was a good or bad thing for our country, let alone their country, to get this continued support and rah 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 from our side of the fence here. But these people going up there, right, they're supposed to be progressives that are deep caring individuals their hearts bleed for the plight of children and the downtrodden and the abuse and i can't help but laugh thinking about how these people are up there saying oh we stand with ukraine and putin's a monster it's like well you know really you should be rooting for this war to end as quickly as possible you should not be up there if you do worry about humanity right and i know all of you are climate nuts too you think that the world's ending you think that we have to shut down fossil fuels well let me tell you We're going to need the fossil fuels when nuclear winter comes after the nuclear holocaust. That's, that's just a fact, right? You might want to take that into account when you're trying to gin up the population for what was actually a higher rated Oscars than last year's. Not hard to do because last year's was the lowest in history and by a huge margin. Of course it was a COVID times. People didn't want to watch self-congratulatory assholes preach to them while they're all locked in their houses, for, and, and these people are being paid millions to chastise them for not being happy about being locked in their houses. But, and there were some some vaccine jokes. Actually, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. There was actually one segment about the vaccine. that was pretty funny. But the ratings were a little higher this year, right? They ticked up again. And this is before the slap, which we know was not coordinated. But again, we'll, we'll talk about that. But these people are up there preaching again. You know, it's like you give them a soapbox, and they can't help but step on top of it and start yelling about the topic du jour. Like I was talking about with Matt Kibbe last, uh, last episode, these people have no critical thinking skills, right? They simply take whatever is in pop culture, whatever is in the mainstream leftist media narrative, and they run with it. I mean, these people are useful idiots where they will parrot government talking points with no thought, with no, no thinking. And maybe it's because they're trained to read lines, right? So these are just basically lines written on a page that them for them to parrot. They've got social media teams who are happy to parrot the government's narrative on Ukraine and on Russia. But in the meantime, as I was saying earlier, the end result of this, if you're somebody that has a bleeding heart, should be to not want nuclear war, should not want to be elongating a battle, which I'm sorry, Ukraine cannot win on its own. I was listening, um, General Douglas MacArthur was on part of the problem with Dave Smith and a you know, great get for Dave. And I'm listening to MacArthur basically echo that same point, that we're giving them arms, we're giving them weapons, we're giving them encouragement. You've got Poland that is used basically being a shipping conduit to get armament into the Ukraine, and that just endangers Poland, Right. Hungary, I thought very smartly, declined to be a conduit, declined to be a corridor, help ship weapons through to the Ukraine, which they are neighbors with. And of course, you have assholes on social media, including some of these very same celebrities saying, oh, poo-poo to you, Hungary. How can you not agree to help them? Uh, How about because we were conquered by the Soviets before? How about because uh, we don't want to be bombed? By Russia? How about we don't want our citizens to die because of this strife between two nations that is very complicated, very historically overlapping insofar as who has uh, what properties to their names, who's got the deed. But these celebrities have no problem going up there and talking about how much they support Ukraine and blah, 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 and all this fucking bullshit. If you really support Ukraine, go fight for Ukraine. Because we know you're not going to do that. We know none of you are setting foot over there. To fight in Ukraine. I guess Sean Penn went to shoot a documentary, AKA propaganda. <laughs> but for these people to stand up there and, and, and voice how passionate they are about the Ukraine and how they, these, we all need to stand up and do all shit. It's just like, get the fuck out of here. I'd rather be preached to about climate shit because at least with the climate shit, I feel like we can push back on that and have some impact domestically. Whereas with what's going on in Ukraine, we can't have that much impact because they're just going to do what they're going to do. We've seen that the mass, most of the United States, when this action was taken was against it. Now, the propaganda battle, which has been so heavily slanted in Ukraine's favor that we're not seeing mass coverage for these different, you know, Ukrainian troops that are shooting Russians in the kneecaps that are uh, that are kicking them and beating them in, in these, you know, these POWs. That doesn't excuse some of the actions that I'm hearing from the Russians either. You know, there's a story I read today in the news links that Howie sends out, which by the way, at our $15 Patreon level, you can get daily news links, which are uh, incredibly useful, divided by topic from both sides of the spectrum. But, you know, there's one about uh, a woman saying that Russians, two Russian soldiers raped her, you know, shot her husband and raped her with a son in the next room. I don't know if there's true, if this is true. I mean, that's the problem, isn't it? We don't know what anything's true, but the media in the United States will only report how brave Ukraine is, how brave Zelensky is, how uncorruptible he is. Well, we know he's corrupt. We know the entire Ukrainian system is corrupt. But these assholes are happy to go up there and try to talk us closer to the brink of nuclear war while all the while saying that they're the best people in the world. That's who Will Smith should have slapped. That's- who he should have sidled up to and gotten jiggy with. Every single celebrity that went up there and fucking preached about Ukraine needed to be slapped upside their heads and made to see the light, which is simply that it's not your place to talk about war. It's not your place to, to encourage citizens of the United States to get behind a war which we have no business being into and which is prolonging suffering and misery and destruction for Ukraine. I mean, there's a reason Russia rolled in there without going full blitzkrieg. Is because Putin doesn't want to leave this area destroyed. I don't even think he necessarily wants to annex that area. I don't think he can control it. As I said before, I don't think Russia's military has the capability to do that. What he wanted to do is go in, basically push off NATO, get the Donbass region, and leave things in a basic state of neutrality, right? Like, OK, that happened. Now we're done. you, you know, I slapped you on the wrist. Let's leave it be. By prolonging this shit, all you're doing is making sure that more people are displaced, that millions are, are fleeing their nation. And look, I understand that the people of Ukraine would want to fight back, but would they be fighting back to this extent without being propagandized by us, without having the support, the armament, the weapons in there, all this other shit that we're giving them? Say, here you go. Go out and get yourselves killed. And we know that they're misrepresenting the numbers coming out. We know they're, they're saying, oh, well, we killed this many Russian soldiers. How many Ukrainians? How many? Because I cannot believe that there's not substantial losses on their sides. So even even though, as I pointed out before, this is an Afghanistan-type situ- situation here. This is a situation where you have citizens probably fighting in a guerrilla warfare manner and Russians trying to minimize casualties probably going through there. So you could probably limit the amount of direct combat that happens. But still, I'm sure the casualties are fairly heavy. But these celebrities don't care about that. Blue and yellow, baby. Blue and yellow forever. So, anyway, that was disturbing to see. One of the things that really pissed me off, too, and um, about this, and like I said, as I say, I'm like, oh, I was not offended by it. There, there was still so much woke shit. The wage gap joke, you know, and, and it wasn't a bad joke. Look, I will say this. they Basically, I think it was Amy Schumer made the joke. Well, they could have three women for the price of one man to host the Oscars. Uh-huh-huh. It's not a bad joke, right? I, I'll give it a chuckle. But it goes back to that same wage gap nonsense, which has been disproven time and time again by every single study that has been performed, and yet is still a talking point for the left. It will never die. These people will never let this thing, they let the truth go out. Just like with COVID, the truth will never be told on the wage gap. How it virtually disappears once you take any look at the actual choices people make, the careers they choose, the hours they work, the time they take off, All of that shit goes into what this quote-unquote wage gap is. And even with that, the latest study I read, and there's probably another one that came out this year that I haven't seen yet, the latest study from the people that initiated the study and the report on the wage gap even said this cannot be reported anymore because it's simply a matter of choice now. There's no real difference between men and women's salaries. And if anything, women's are are, are actually accelerating faster than men's. So these women that go up there, basically pat themselves in the back. Oh, we're three chicks up here hosting. Isn't that so funny? Cause a oh, man would do it. And of course the crowd just stayed up. Annoying. What else is annoying is they did this whole segment where they're going, Oh, well, you know, to governor DeSantis, right? Let's just piss off the entire state of Florida because you know it's not like they need the ratings from one of the largest states in the country. And which by the way, Florida also had the most, I believe of any nation or any state, the most influx of people moving to that state. Over the past couple of years to Florida, people of all ages, not just old people who actually sit around and watch the Oscars, people of all ages, but they don't give a shit about that, right? Because Florida ideologically can't be condoned. We can't even talk about what's happening in Florida. And that's the problem. They go on stage and they go, Hey, DeSantis, gay, gay, gay. Look, we're saying gay, which is a misrepresentation of the bill in general, right? Like Ron Perlman was out talking about the bill. These people don't know what they're talking about. ever. And while I can understand the the objection to the bill, right? And the bill basically, if you get into the nuts and bolts of it, it, it is essentially saying that up until I think third grade, you cannot have sexually focused conversations in the classroom, right? You're not allowed to teach sex ed. You're not supposed to uh, talk about different sexualities, different preferences or anything like that. I don't really have a problem with that. Now, would I rather have it be left up to the private Market, you know, so you can send your kids to different schools by choice. Yes, but we're not to that point yet. So do I feel it might be a good idea to protect children from overt sexual conversations before they're in third grade and before they can understand these things? Yeah, yeah, I think I probably do. I'm, I'm I'm a little torn on the issue, but to say that they're simply saying you can't say gay is a blatant misrepresentation they know is incorrect, but they know it's easy to remember. They know it's paratable by all these people, and they know it'll make people angry. And that's why they do it. So this was just one more drop in the bucket of these people trying to play to that, knowing they have a friendly audience that's going to laugh and clap and, and repeat it ad nauseum. And thus, they get away with it. I mean, I think even Rogan was talking about how ridiculous this is, the misrepresentation. And at some point, you'd hope that the truth would come out again, that people would realize what they're doing and understand why this is put into place here and what it's trying to accomplish. And that, yes, children, I mean, look at Netflix and Cuties. We don't need over-sexualization of children. Kids are sexy enough. (laughs) That'll be clipped out. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. But we don't need hypersexualization of children. There's already enough issues with that just in general without it being pushed into schools. And when you combine that with the people that are, you know, these, these women, these young ladies that are identifying as transgender in mass, right? You know, numbers that are virtually impossible to compare to historical norms of people coming out. And you can't just say, oh, because it's more accepted. We're talking about, you know, 400, 500 percent increases. Maybe even more than that of young girls identifying as trans. You look at the movements on Instagram and TikTok as far as people identifying or, or coming down with quote unquote Tourette syndrome when they don't have it, but they follow influencers who have it. And you can see how when you have young minds that are malleable, that are highly impressionable and in a social society like we have where everybody's trying to be different, trying to be unique, trying to be a victim or a voice and have attention heaped on them because it's such a hard commodity to get. Right. Attention is the hardest commodity right now to get, which is probably why the Oscars have struggled so much, why these celebrities are fucking desperate for uh, Ukraine toting and and gay bills. But I've spoken to this before. I do worry about, kids and attention because our our attention is so diverted. It's pulled in every single direction. And I worry about how that is going to impact kids. Even if it's a 10% decline in attention paid to kids by their parents, by their teachers, by their friends, you know, these kids that used to get their full attention from their friends playing, going out, doing things, hanging out. Now, even when they're together, are not really together. Even when they're staying in the same space, they're not really together because they're distracted on their phones, liking, tweeting, posting the connection is gone and attentiveness right capturing someone's attention is now the most vitally important and probably monetarily important commodity that exists in the world today so you understand why it's a problem when these kids have their attention and they want to accrue this this monetary or I should say not monetary they're accruing this capital by virtue of identifying as xy or z and why it's probably best not to force that on children at such a young age when they can get to there on their own in their own time. So that was another thing that really annoyed the shit to me about the Oscars. But I'll talk a little bit about the slap now, uh, 20 minutes into the show. So I don't want to spend the whole episode on Oscars, but I will say Will Smith, you know, I've been doing public relations for about 20 years. In my opinion, what Will Smith did was unbelievably damaging Tom Cruise straddle humping and, uh, and finger banging Oprah Winfrey on live TV era bad. You know, like what was that game called? Mercy, where Tom, Han- where Tom Cruise was doing mercy with <laughs> Oprah Winfrey straddling her. Because he was so excited about Katie Holmes, a marriage which, of course, lasted forever um so tom cruise you know he had to work his way back through a lot of eating crow he had to take that that basically he had to take the role in tropic thunder as the big fat douchebag as an apology to the world and to say look i I don't take myself as seriously as that now will smith he's known as a comedic actor right in action and now of course he's gone into drama as all these all these actors too and i didn't see king richard I don't think I'm ever going to watch it. I thought it was fucking stupid. They made the movie, to be honest, at least at this point in time. It bombed theatrically. It was a box office flop. And the reason for that is that Serena and, Vil- and Venus Williams have been pushed down our throats nonstop for the past 15 years. Non-stop. Every time they are in a tournament, they are covered non-stop. They're pushed down in every commercial. They're pushed out in every magazine. I'm sick of fucking seeing them. And a lot of other people are too. So they still, though, push this movie out, right? Which, of course, falls like a wet turd on the sidewalk. But because we are awoke, because we have to avoid hashtag Oscars so white, which definitely wasn't trending this Oscars. <laughs> because we have to avoid Oscars so white. This movie gets pushed forward. You know, Will Smith. All right. Good, good performance. And maybe he earned it. Look, I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I don't plan on watching it. Maybe I'll watch it 20 years from now after the Venus sisters are both old and gray and retired. You know, like I would watch an Arthur Ashe documentary after Arthur Ashe is dead. Um, but I'm not going to watch it in the middle of him playing. Like I wouldn't watch, you know, I, I, saw space jam, which is a comedy with Michael Jordan in it. It wasn't a biography of Michael Jordan while Michael Jordan is out there fucking dunking basketballs. It's stupid. And it's, completely self-congratulatory it reeks of egoism to egotism to the point where i just can't handle it but they got this movie out there right so will smith he's known for more comedic roles he's known you'd think he'd be able to take a joke but apparently he can't and the irony is, you know, going into this, as I as I said, LeBron James, they made a joke about LeBron James's hairline. And it was a pretty funny joke. They joked about Space Jam 2. Regina Hall had this joke. Of course, I doubt she wrote it, but she joked that the best visual effects should go to whoever did Space Jam 2 and LeBron's hairline because LeBron James is going bald. Now he had a lot of hair plugs put in, but he's been going bald for a while now. Nobody ran up and slapped Regina Hall in the face. LeBron James didn't get up and slap Regina Hall in the face for making a bald joke. If I had Will Smith slapping everybody that I know that ate a ball joke, I wouldn't have any friends left. How much, will? how much does it cost me to get a, a, a slap out there? By the way, is it uh one fuck, two fucks? Do I have to be in an open marriage with you? Which they are. And which I think is the driving point of why this whole thing came together. I mean, it's a, it's a funny double standard. in that in this new world, we're supposed to pretend that men and women are completely equal, right? Completely equal. But yet, You do have a good portion of the population defending Will Smith, slapping a comedian, slapping Chris Rock in the face on live television for making a G.I. Jane joke because his wife's got alopecia. She doesn't have cancer, mind you. She doesn't have AIDS. She doesn't have uh, any sort of of heavy immune disease that's going to knock her out and, and kill her next year. No, she's losing some of her hair. And Jada Pinkett Smith has had shaved down short hair forever. She still looks fine. I couldn't even tell. And I was looking because I knew she was going bald. I was looking. I can't even tell. But no, you can make ball jokes all day about men. You can destroy men's self-esteem. You could rip them apart. You could have it be a cultural joke. And like me, I started losing my hair at 16, motherfuckers. Try dealing with that. You want to know how I am like I am? That's why. You either grow a personality and you get a lot of confidence or you fucking shrink into a shell. I chose, obviously, being a loud, obnoxious asshole. But you can make fun of old men forever. Seinfeld, George Costanza syndrome, right? Nobody's slapping anybody. Nobody's punching anybody. You just take it. It's a joke. But Chris Rock goes up there. He makes a joke. It's not a great joke. It's an old joke. It even said this after Will Smith slaps him. It's a GI Jane joke. It's a dated old movie where Demi Moore shaved her head to be a you know it was like her effort to win an Academy Award. It was it was a terrible movie. I think she showed her tits in it though. That part was that was fun, but it was a terrible movie, and it wasn't a great joke. And you could argue, well, you know, it's rude to make that sort of joke, but whatever, whatever. There's many more cruel things that were said in the broadcast about other people that nobody got upset about. But Will Smith takes it on himself to walk up. And the most embarrassing thing about this was he walks up and Chris Rock's leaning in. He thinks it's a bit right. He thinks Will Smith's going to come up and say something funny. They're going to riff. He leans forward to hear what Will Smith's going to say. And he bitch slaps him. He Will Smith hit him like a little bitch. Right. Number one, if you're going to go up there and hit him, fucking hit him. He looks like the biggest pussy ever because he walks up there, sucker slaps him. And then Chris Rock doesn't, you can see Chris Rock, by the way. Good job, Chris Rock. He held his fist because Chris Rock went to punch him back and then stopped himself realizing, oh, I'm on live TV. I shouldn't do that. But if you're going to do that and you're Will Smith, what a bitch you look like when Chris Rock takes that shit across the jaw and then just keeps on ticking, takes the licking, keeps on ticking. And goes on to say, you know, they had a little back and forth, which there's an unedited video where Will Smith yelling, keep my wife's mouth, you know, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth a few times. And Chris Rock says, it's a G.I. Jane joke, man. Like, chill out. But then he continues on like he didn't get slapped. And you can see his jaw was hurting. Smith hit him hard. But still, if you're Smith, you're too much of a bitch. You can't even knock somebody out to the point where they can't host the Oscars category. I mean. <laughs> If I'm going to go up there and hit somebody, I'm going to hit him hard enough that he can't continue hosting. (laughs) But that's part of what ties into why I think Chris Rock's career is on a skyward uh, trajectory now. Now, Chris Rock's well-known. He is popular. But I was just reading an article. His ticket sales are through the roof. His ticket prices for his comedy tour are way up. Because everybody wants to go and see Chris Rock now. And everybody appreciates how he took that shit on the chin. Took it like a man, right? Took it like a man. Meanwhile, Will Smith looks like a punk-ass little bitch who can't take a joke, number one. There's a funny meme going around with Norm McDonald's picture. Rest in peace, Norm. But uh, Rico had sent it to me uh, on our text chain. And it says, uh, you know, Norm McDonald's voice. Apparently, uh, Will Smith is... I can't do the accent now. Apparently, Will Smith's marriage is open to anything but jokes. It's the worst Norm McDonald. I can actually do a Norm Macdonald. I can't do it now. (laughs) But that's right. He has an open marriage. Jada Pinkett Smith has been out photographed with other men that she has been fucking. Will Smith has been cuckolded. And that's why this happened. It wasn't, in my opinion, that he looked at, because Will Smith started to laugh and then looked over and saw Jada tearing up, right? Because, oh, how dare he make fun of her? Receding hairline. That's worth attacking somebody over. I think it was that Will Smith looked over at his wife and realized that she's put his dick in the dirt so badly. I mean, the conversations she's had on her stupid red table show, talking about the open marriage, cheating on, you know, not cheating as it's quote unquote open, fucking other dudes nonstop behind his back. Will Smith knows he looks like a cuckold. Little puss bitch. And as a guy who's, you know, West Philadelphia, born and raised, he has this rap career. He's supposed to be a tough guy, you know. I think that's what made him snap. And he goes, I can't let this guy make my wife make fun of my wife and make me look like a bitch on TV where I'm not going to do anything after I've looked like a bitch for the last year. That's my theory. But the problem is he looks just embarrassingly. Sad to lose your composure like that over a joke, right? To go up in front of a live audience in front of millions of people on what should be your best night. You're you're nominated for Academy Award. You can't keep your shit together. And not only that, but you go up there and you can't even knock a motherfucker out. Mm. I can tell you this: I don't want to see another Will Smith movie. I'm already more or less over Will Smith. I think a lot of people are, but I don't want to see a Will Smith movie after this. And then to go up and take his award and and cry like a little baby on stage and to quote Denzel Washington and all these other people and say, oh, you know, uh, your love makes you do crazy things. Okay, well, how about you apologize to Chris Rock, you little fucker? That would have been the manly thing to do. That would have been the thing to own it. Also, the manly thing to do wouldn't have been to go up on stage when you know a full out brawl is not going to happen and hit a guy. That's a bitch move. That's an Antifa move is what that is. That's an Antifa move going up to a to a maga hat wearing guy and hitting him with a bike lock when he's surrounded by 50 other Antifa. That's what the kind of move that is. So that's what shows you what kind of man Will Smith is. That he goes up there knowing full well there are no repercussions. There are no physical repercussions to what he's about to do. Financially there might be. Now Will Smith can produce his own movies. He's also he's already a, a multi 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 millionaire, right? He produces his own films now. But culturally he's a fucking joke now and I don't care how many women might be out there arguing oh he did it for the right reasons I'm sorry no he didn't he didn't there's no joke like that there's going to be worth you going and attacking somebody on live television and there just isn't it's inexcusable and for him not to apologize that night is a bitch move you apologize today in some shitty thing and I saw something that Chris Rock supposedly apologized which I say boo if true I don't know if it's true or not yet some people are saying it was a fake fake meme being posted but it was, I think, a career-ruining moment for Smith. He'll never, he'll never rebound in the same way. I don't think he can even rebound to the way Tom Cruise has rebounded. I think he's going to be bottom fodder now. I think he's the butt of every joke from now on. Uh, it's a meme that'll never die. And you know, Jim Carrey went on a show, and he said if he was uh, Chris Rock, he would sue Will Smith for $200 million. Now, Rock said he's not pressing charges, which I think is the right move. I think that's the baller move because Chris Rock's like, whatever, bitch, you slap me. Isn't a thing? Isn't a thing to me? But that slap meme is going to be out there forever. So Chris Rock could make a, a case for that—that that this is career detrimental. But of course, we know it's not because he looks like a baller now. Now the other side of this that really pissed me off is you have all these assholes, of course woke woke assholes, but everything is racist. Who have said, "Well, this is you know this is a, a thing where it's a black woman." And to quote Malcolm X, black women are always the butt of the joke in America. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Number one, I don't even know where Malcolm X is pulling that from. When I I can't even think of a time in history that black women have been the butt of every joke. I, I could say black men. Sure. I've heard a bunch of racist jokes. None of them are about black women. I'll tell you that much. I can't remember film roles where black women are constantly the butt of the joke. Maybe Ghostbusters, where they blow up the maid's cart and she goes, uh, or she's like, shit, what are you
0: guys doing here?
1: Or something like that. But she's not the butt of the joke. She's just a maid stuck in the crossfire. It's a funny moment. They also said, of course, Winston Zedmore in there, one of the first uh, you know, black comedy heroes that was put into a mainstream movie. Maybe not in the first, but. I don't, I, they're trying to argue that this is racist, that the coverage is racist, that if it was Tom Hanks slapping somebody, it wouldn't be covered in this way. Uh, what? What are you fucking talking about? No, if Tom Hanks victim up and slapped Billy Crystal in the face, of course we'd be talking about it. Of course it would still be indefensible. I doubt Tom Hanks would do that. He's got children to bone. <laughs> But it's just, these people can make anything racist. You have a black actor, one of the most successful black people in the history of America. Will Smith is, like I said, a multi, 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 multi multi-millionaire. One of the most recognizable, formerly one of the most beloved recognizable faces in the country, nay the world. Going up and attacking another beloved black comedian who is loved by all people of all types, to defend his black wife when he is nominated for best actor in a film about black people. But remember, guys, white supremacy. It's white supremacy to talk about it, to think about it, to even wink at it. You can't can't discuss these things because it's black, 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 black Oh, wait, no, My one, I'm trying to think, maybe that becomes a negative, kind of like two negatives make a positive, uh, I don't know, is, is it a double negative where it becomes white supremacy if it's too many black people involved in one circumstance, I, I just don't know, I just don't fucking know, but like I said, at least hashtag Oscars so white, it's not going to be trending this year, and uh, and don't worry anyway, everything you saw during that Oscars broadcast the media has now found out was uh, classic and showing hallmark signs of Russian disinformation. So Will Smith is in the clear. Don't worry, everybody. Will Smith's fine. This was all Russian disinformation. Ah, Let me take a sip of water here. Tell you guys uh, to check out by the way, Paloma Verde, CBD.com. You can use promo code ROAR to get 20% off your order there. And uh, free shipping on $75 or up. But these guys are great. Libertarian couple. Have a CBD company. Your tinctures, your salves, your rubs, everything you'd want for the CBD uh, this get that cbd if you know what i'm saying in your uh, in your life and uh you can go to paloma verde p-a-l-o-m-a-v-e-r-d-e com. again promo code roar get that 20 percent off and uh, support some libertarians support the show here much appreciate that also by the way I, was, I meant to pull a clip up. There's a hilarious clip from our last uh, episode of The Boring Podcast. But if you guys haven't checked out The Boring Podcast yet, and I know some of you did. We had a huge download surge a few weeks ago, but it's a comedy show with me, with John Odermatt, with Rico and with Howie. And we basically rip into everything. We tried to keep it non-political before, but fuck it, man. Uh, we don't care anymore. So now it's it's half political comedy from our libertarian perspective. It's half reality show uh bullshitting it's got parlor games like what's in that ass where we play 20 questions to guess what's stuck in someone's rectum and uh, a bunch of other shit just re- really a potpourri of news so check that out we record every wednesday at uh 8 i'm sorry every wednesday at 9 p.m we go live on facebook on youtube on twitter so check us out make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button i promise you will laugh hard enough to piss your pants, even if Will Smith is not slapping the living piss out of you. So check that out. Boring, B-O-H-R-I-N-G pod. And also don't forget, Mark's got his podcast with Remzo, which is second print comics podcast. Uh, So you uh, nerds out there that are reading up on your comic book stuff, make sure to check that out as well. Uh, (laughs) Okay. You can tell it's late in the day. I had to record later today. So another thing I want to talk about, Actually, I, I talked about the Biden military budget for 2023 already and and his billionaire wealth tax he wants to put into play, which is just so fucking stupid, or these $100 million in up wealth tax. Go listen to the Good Morning Fuckhead on that. Again, that's at patreon.com forward slash lines of liberty or lines of liberty dot locals. That's my daily rant show. But I, uh, I already talked about that there, so I don't want to double up here. But what I do want to talk about is Biden going out there. And talking about how Putin is a war criminal, how Putin, quote unquote, has to go, how there has to be regime change in Russia. In what world is this a good idea? Is this an idea that would in any way forward peace, which is what we all want, right? We're talking about a nuclear armed country, and he's out there talking about how we need regime change and admitting, by the way, something that we all know already. Sanctions don't work. Biden said it not once but twice. Sanctions don't work. They never work. This is from Biden's own mouth. One of his only lucid moments of the year, probably. Sanctions don't work. But he says, well, yeah, the emphasis of sanctions, of course, is to hurt the population to the point where they will overthrow their elected officials, right? Their oval th- or their dictator or whatever it might be. They'll overthrow their government because we're making life so miserable for them. And Biden still thinks, though, that they're going to attribute this to their leader, because Biden says that's the goal. Right? You make them so miserable that they say, "Well, if Putin wasn't here, these things would stop." Now, that number one is horseshit, because as we've seen so many times in the past, America says it supports democracy, but it only really supports democracy that aligns with American interest. So. Putin may get overthrown, right? But what if the Russians overthrow Putin and they put in somebody else that has a similar ideology? What if they put in somebody that's a communist? What if they put in somebody else who I don't even know? Um, what would be another thing that pisses America off badly? Mm, I don't know. Somebody else that is uh, is really into offshore drilling. You know, I don't know what the fuck it might be. But point being, America will root for regime change and then the people could rise up right? It's happened sometimes. In Egypt, it happened. We rooted for that. And then what happened? Oh yeah, a military coup took place, a military dictatorship got put into place, and now they're still getting funds from us. But meanwhile, the people of Egypt are in a much worse situation. The people in all these other places that we've encouraged rising up, right? Because we helped, even in Iran, that was the thing, Iran or Iran, we helped overthrow their government, and then, of course, the Shah of Iran took over, and that became a bad situation for us. And now the people are under a, you know, a religious, uh, what do they call them? Theocracy? No a, uh, uh I can't think of the name. It's late. But, point being, it's absurd for anybody to believe that sanctions would work in this manner anyway, because number one, Putin is a hard nose dictator, right? He's pretend president. They have elections, but they're fake he's not going to be overthrown by the population. The population is not going to even attempt that because they know what would happen to them. So unless you have a mass uprising, and don't forget, Putin's already jailed tens of thousands of people, I think at this point, for questioning the war in Ukraine, right? Breaking up families, putting people in gulags, God knows what their their legal system's like. So I don't think sanctions, I don't think McDonald's pulling out, uh, or any of these other woke bullshit companies is going to have much of an impact. And if it does, there's no guarantee that the United States is going to back, like, support the new regime anyway. So these people might risk their lives. They might go out there, get themselves killed, get themselves arrested, destroy their families, leave their kids as orphans. For what? For the next person to come in and the United States to go, mm, we don't like you either. We're going to have to have more regime change in Russia. Hoot was a bad guy, but this guy's even worse. Because that's what's happened historically in so many places. So to hear Biden talk about this shit and admit sanctions don't work, while it's still calling for regime change, is fucking asinine. It's insulting to the intelligence of anybody paying attention. It should be insulting to all these idiot celebrities who are out there parroting the government talking points. But of course, they can't think that well. They know think good. They read page, say words. But even without the sanctions component. Why are you calling for regime change? All this is going to do is make Putin edge closer to saying, well, if you say that even if this Ukraine thing ends, the United States is still going to try to support regime change, still going to try to oust me, why would I not just fucking nuke you? Right? That's the, Isn't that the dictator mentality? Isn't that why North Korea is such a threat? Isn't that why we leave North Korea the fuck alone? the most part, I mean, we put sanctions on them, but they've got it pretty much locked down. Putin's not Kim Jong un. Putin actually has intercont- intercontinental ballistic weapons. Even though, oh my God, I should have queued it up. There's the funniest video that I think Howie sent of North Korea supposedly bringing out their new intercontinental ballistic missile, like a nuclear warhead. <laughs> The thing's added like gone in 60 seconds. It's like you, Kim Jong-un's walking out. Like he's in like, you know, top gun or he's in, uh, the right stuff out of this hangar And this fucking big ass ICBM is rolling out after him. And then it shows him like putting on sunglasses and the missile look. Like, and he's like, he's like, Mm, nods at his generals. They nod back. It's the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I, I do think it's real. <laughs> I think I don't think they have a missile, by the way. But the video I saw, I'm 90 percent sure, is real from North Korean media. This <laughs> is awesome. But point being, Putin is not Kim Jong-un. Putin does have the capability and probably the will to fire a nuclear weapon. And by Biden saying, look, you got to go no matter what is a tactical error that's so fundamentally fucking stupid. I can't even goddamn believe it. I can't believe he's, I can't believe his handlers didn't shoot him in the neck with a dart. It doesn't help us. It doesn't help me. I don't give a fuck about what's happening in Ukraine anyway, but now I have to worry about what's happening in Russia ongoing because you're calling for regime change. My fucking unborn daughter that's on the way doesn't give a shit about regime change. What she does give a shit about, even in her tiny little three-month-old baby brain, her little uh, amoeba brain there, is probably being fucking nuked. So let's knock that off. It's unbelievable. It's fucking unbelievable. Now, hopefully, people are waking up. One of the bright sides is MSNBC, one of their shows. The people just couldn't believe that Biden's ratings and, and his polls are so low. How could that be, right? Because he's had so many victories. let us I'll read a quick quote. Quote, and, uh, ah, damn, I couldn't find the, uh, I didn't cut the name of the person. Well, it doesn't fucking matter. They're all the same, right? They're all NPCs over at MSNBC. Quote, the United States is already sending billions in military and economic support to Ukraine, and there's every indication economic sanctions are strangling the Russian economy. Right now, NATO is as unified as it's ever been. And while inflation here at home is still a big problem, jobless rates are the lowest they've been in more than 50 years. Bullshit. As the American people recover from COVID-19, so does our economy. Oh, rule. That's the person. She admitted those factors weren't translating to American voters and cited a CNB or an NBC poll showing Biden's approval rating at 40, a new low with 55% disapproving. 28 respondents said they had a great deal or quite a bit of confidence in his handling of the situation in Ukraine, with 71% having just some or very little. So even the everyday people are seeing him handling this, him him fucking it up, him sending arms, him calling for regime change and going, what are you doing? We don't care. We're tired of war. We just got out. One of the only good things you did was get us out of Afghanistan, even though you left that country fucked. And it was always going to be fucked. There's no good way out, right? There's no good way out. Getting out like that was the only way. I'm glad he did it. But we just pulled out and now you're going to get us entangled in another thing here to try to distract us from COVID. No one's buying it, man. And these MSNBC people can't understand. They, they're thinking it's a good thing that we're sending billions in military and economic support to Ukraine. People here are struggling under massive inflation. They can't afford gasoline. They can't afford, they can't find shit on the store shelves. These jobs that are coming back, I guarantee you're not the high paying jobs that they once had, they lost. I guarantee people trying to get jobs in restaurants or we're not working for themselves anymore, opening up a brand new restaurant if you force them to close. And about this shit, right now, NATO is as unified as it's ever been. Oh, great. Steel clap. Who fucking cares? I'm not NATO. I'm not in Europe. I don't give a shit about NATO and neither do the majority of Americans. I am white-pilled on this. I'm coming around on it. The Oscars is probably representative of 10% of the population at most. Even though you see all these idiots putting up signs, these woke corporate, like I said, militarism and corporatism are the same thing now, right? Big government, big cronyism, big corporations, they are working in tandem. So it's not surprising that they're going to march lockstep into this war. But everyday people are waking up. All right. Last story here is Jon Stewart sucks. He sucks now. He, uh, he sucks shit. There's about a three minute long clip here. I'm going to, I'm just going to let the whole thing play so you can hear the whole clip and then I'll, then I'll break it down. It's not, it's not too long, but you'll see it's just fucking the cancer that's overtaken. Even somebody with like Jon Stewart, who used to be able to have a conversation and not just blanket, shut somebody down and accuse them of being a racist uh, for not going along with a specific ideology outright um, is sad it's I don't know, maybe it's maybe he's getting too old and he's lost his perspective that might be some of it um maybe it's just that he's been surrounded too long with assholes who only think the same way but anyway this is let's see here let me enlarge this I think the conversation- whoops let me enlarge this and I'll play this little video for you guys um of John Stewart on his show, and he's speaking with Andrew Sullivan, and I don't know some other real fat, annoying check who's just the absolute goddamn worst to host some stupid dinners called like uh, Race to Dinner, yeah. fucking awful. So here we go. Let me let me mute mine, and then I'll play this. Is
2: then this? We have an awful history. It's it's remnants are still. We also felt have today. a great history, John. Say it again. We also have a great history. But I think you're minimizing it. You're suggesting that because I think by of, calling yeah.
1: today white supremacy, you are minimizing actual white supremacy. You have an incredible diversity to get all American it's history not, as I, racist. I, I disagree that you're generalizing the all white
2: people. The systems that were racist this? that were put well, in place... that Systems. Yes the systems that were put in place. I'd like you to explain exactly what they are. Well, I thought I explained it earlier about the GI Bill and about what, the that's, New that's Deal. Very simple, that's one thing. I want to know about these systems. I just explained it. Housing, That's food. one, and I've agreed one. that. Andrew, you're not living on the same fucking what? planet we are. Honestly. Yeah. I no, really don't think you I are. Think you're not living... I think
1: you are not living in the planet most Americans are, which is why this kind of extremism, this this anti-white extremism, is losing popular support, is is creating a backlash, is going to elect Republicans and undo a lot of the good you think you're doing.
0: This is what happens when you don't talk about it. This is what happens when when white people don't talk about it, is you have... Racist dog whistle tropes like this yeah. that actually perpetuate and perpetuate and perpetuate. So I am, I, I, and I did not come on this, on this show to sit here and argue with another white man. That's one of the reasons that we don't even engage with white men at Race to Dinner. Um, <laughs> I'm out. So, I'm out. Um, you know, because quite honestly, if white men were going to do something about racism, you had 400 years. You could have <laughs> done. Okay. Um, so I, am I just no, I'm old. I'm shutting you down right now. Um, I am not respecting so anyone. I am so tired of just engaging in this conversation and this deep hurt that Andrew has about talking about racism and and chip, God bless you, but I'm gonna put everybody in the thing. All of us white people do this. I don't care if we say we're abolitionists. I don't care if we say we're progressive. I don't care if we're literally members of the KKK. Every single white person upholds these systems and structures of white supremacy. And we have got to talk about it.
2: If I could finger snap, I would finger snap right now. Uh, Let's well, you, remove again it from not calling me a racist John. let let's you're you've been doing a pretty good job with it yourself there so <laughs> uh
1: That was hilarious. I <laughs> I'm going to leave it in the show too. <laughs> I just literally accidentally closed the window. I I meant to close the John Stewart window and hit the wrong button and closed my recording window here in the in, in the technology I use StreamYard to record this and get the audio. Well, that's fine. I'm leaving it in the show cuz that's me. So the chick that was talking is the fucking worst, right? She's a, a a chunky white woman, by the way, who refuses to speak with white men or have white men at the dinner, which is outwardly racist, clearly racist as a policy. She says that we have to talk about racism. All we fucking do now is talk about racism. But in her mind, we're not. We're not talking about it. And also, if you're talking about racism, you're allowed to have differing points if you want. And as you've seen, Jon Stewart basically agrees and calls Andrew Sullivan a racist for having a viewpoint that he is not responsible for the sins of his ancestors, right? And I I won't go into a whole diatribe about slavery and everything else, but I will say that slavery was prolific across every single country every place in the world had slavery uh black people enslaved each other in africa and then sold them to white people it's not like white people were going and conquering down there from america and yet it seems that this is portrayed as a singular evil for america and as i've said in the past white people and white supremacy right existed i do think white privilege is still a thing now i think there could be several reasons for that which i'm not going to dive into on this podcast but white Privilege, I think, is a thing. I think it's real. I don't think it's as pronounced as people want to pretend it is. I do think it's become more prevalent to see differences between people's skin color because of idiots like this chick, um, because of people like Jon Stewart that are, are platforming and, and echoing this, that all people are supremacists, that all white people are upholding these systems of oppression. No. There are certain systems of oppression which have been routinely attacked and dismantled as they have become, as people have become an involved culture. As we've evolved culturally, appreciated the individual rights of people, that they should not be downtrodden, they should not be oppressed, then you dismantle these systems, right? But that takes time. To imagine that it happens overnight or that we should have instantly done this in the past 400 years ago when none of us were alive is ridiculous. And I think that's the point that. Sullivan is trying to get away with here or trying to make here, not get away with. But for them to say, I'm not going to listen to you. I've shut you down. while simultaneously saying, well, we need to talk about race. Well, no, you don't want to talk about race. You want to preach about race. You want to pat yourself on the back, which is exactly what this chick is doing. You could see her getting wet, talking about how bad the white person was and how white people are so bad using the cat and nine tails while simultaneously coming all over John Stewart's set, talking about this bullshit because it's an easy way. As we said, attention, right? That's our highest level of, uh, of, I just can't think of the fucking word. I keep wanting to say money, but not capital. Attention is capital. Attention is valuable, right? That is the commodity that is worth more than anything. And this chick knows she's going to get attention for parroting this point as a proud, chunky white chick coming out and yelling about white people. Oh, well, we've got to give you the time to, to bash these other whiteies. Things have gotten worse by far. This is according to not just me, but polls of every race, including black people. Yeah, including black people. that. Race relations have gotten worse since all this shit started happening. And there was another poll that came out recently where they asked people whether or not they feel that there is systematic oppression or or that there are systems in place that sometimes can affect black people, but mostly it's not. And guess what? The majority of black people agreed. They actually think that it was like 70% to 30% that the United States is not a racist country, that The systems in place are not explicitly racist because as I said, we've already tried to dismantle as much as we possibly fucking can. What systems are in place now that are still racist? I can't even fathom. But I guarantee you, whatever they're going to claim is racist is, as Thomas Sowell has pointed out, in numerous books, which none of these fucking people have read, I assure you, but in numerous books that many times now, the differentiation, just like the wage gap, can come from personal choices. It can come from Families not being coherent. It can come from culture, not emphasizing making oneself or keeping one's family intact, of going to school, of doing these things. These are maybe attributable to systems of the past. And I've argued that the Democrats, who are responsible, by the way, for the red line laws, who are responsible for most of the racist policies and systems we have in a place, the ghettos, the welfare state that exists now that keeps Black people where they are, that's all Democrats, FYI. But I would agree that some of those systems could have created the culture that now is dominant within the community that leads to these disparate outcomes, right? When we talk about the drug war, when we talk about the judicial system and the application of especially to the drug war of three strikes, of mandatory minimum sentencing, of over-policing of these ghetto areas, which of course, Black people were enticed and kind of pushed into During these democratic eras, where oh, let's well, here we go. We'll give black people a cheap place to live, and we'll push them in there. Great, thanks, Democrats. Good job. And this is actually uh, right right after black people had been really coming up in the 1920s and the 1930s with home ownership with completely intact family units. And then the Democrats, oh, here you go. We're going to fuck that all up. Regardless, I can't stand when people like this chick, like John Stewart who are saying you're a racist because you will not bend the knee as so many did during the BLM riots bend the knee and say i am a horrible piece of shit white person who is clearly uh, riddled with racism because of shit that happened in the past and i don't even know i'm so racist but i'm clearly so racist and if you don't say that you're so racist well you're racist that's a nice sketch 22 but anyway Fuck John Stewart. Um, yeah, I'm over him now. All right, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out uh, Tyler Colford, a.k.a. Crypto Man, his awesome track, Hashtag Free Ross. And also, everybody, Matt McKeelney over at Burning Daylight. Give him one last shout out here. Make sure to tune into that show. He's a wonderful man, and we love him dearly. So, otherwise, that's it, guys. Tune in for maybe next week, maybe a brand new uh, thingamadiggy coming at you. But for now, from me, Brian McWilliams from the Lions of Liberty and from Electric Liberty Land. Always stay plugged in to Liberty.